Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Lövenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Legion podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Lovenbrand. I'm the managing director of Bright Vision as well as host of this podcast. And today's guest, uh, it's no less than Jerome Cortaut, who's CEO and co-founder of Salesflare, one a really interesting company in the CRM space uh, who has both a very interesting story as an entrepreneur building a SaaS company who's growing really fast, but also insights into sales processes and how to use and really get the most out of CRM systems and so forth. So I'm looking forward to having a great dialogue with you and uh, welcome to today's show, Jerome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, awesome. So that was a very short introduction to who you are and what you're doing, but please give us a little bit more meat on the bones here on uh, why have you become a SaaS entrepreneur and what's your story? Yeah, um, I, was in, I was in SaaS already before Salesforce. We basically, we had a business intelligence software company um, and that's where Salesforce came from. Uh, we needed a better way to follow up our leads. We found that there's a lot of CRMs out there obviously. So it's uh, people often ask us like, why did you start another one? We figured that none of them really worked for us um, and that they didn't work in general. And why I say that is most salespeople hate CRMs. It's a lot of work to fill them out. They don't get a whole lot in return. It doesn't really help them sell. And I mean, my experience was with Salesforce, which is where, where that is uh, to the extreme uh, true um but when we started trying other systems we found that actually every other system out there sort of has that flaw where um it takes a lot of manual data input to keep things up to date and if you don't well first of all you need a an an enormous amount of discipline uh to keep that all um up to date and most people don't have that and if you then if you don't fill it out then and the whole system starts falling apart. You basically build a system for yourself where you can provide every customer or prospect with, uh, with, with extremely personal care and make sure that you always follow up at the same, at the right time, remember what they said and all that. Um, and that's why you need a CRM, but that, that just doesn't work because uh, systems enforce this kind of, I don't know, dedication and discipline uh, where you fill out every single thing that happens or every piece of data that you see uh, manually and that doesn't work for people. And we, we, we learned that the hard way. Um, and then we saw that actually we could solve it because most of the data that you're inputting into a CRM already exists. Uh, so it, it's, you often find yourself uh, working in two systems, doing something in the one and then copying it into the other. Um, and we figured that if we just integrate all these places, like integrate the emails, the calendar, the phone, the social media, the email tracking, the web tracking, the, the company databases, all these kind of things, and build a CRM that is built from the ground up for 
um, automated data inputs, still allowing manual data inputs so that you could keep control, of course, um, that we could solve that issue. And we're doing that now for seven years. We focus ourselves there on small and medium-sized businesses um, that sell B2B, only B2B exclusively, so that we can keep it a bit uh, simpler in a way for our users, like directed towards that purpose. And um, we have about 2,000 companies using Salesforce now, a bit, bit more. It's mostly agencies, um, marketing agencies, software development companies, and, and tech companies. A lot of those are, are SaaS startups, actually, like us. Wow, that's a great story. And seven years and going. And as I understood, it's expanding quite fast right now. Yeah, it's it's it 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 went well last year, and uh, this year looks promising as well. <laughs> that's good, that's awesome in in these times, so to say, and uh, mm -hmm. and that's uh, quite interesting since uh, I heard somebody say yesterday that uh, half of the companies today are reliving the roaring 20s and half of them are reliving the the depression of the 30s. You know, so it's it's either or for most companies, and I good to hear that you're <laughs> you're one of the ones who is on a roll so. yeah we're lucky in b2b SaaS, i would say because we're not directly affected by things and sometimes we even feel the tailwinds uh, i guess for us it's a bit of both um, maybe a bit more tailwind than than customers struggling so so it's, it's been good i mean for us of course we, we had to move all of our internal processes online, which were largely online. That's again, the advantage of being a software company. Mm. Um, but uh, no, things are going well. Ah, that's great. And uh, while we dive into this a little bit on uh, what what are you, as you said, started out and say, another CRM system. It's, it's a crowded space. It's one of the most competitive ones if you compare how many players there are. If you, for example, look into the grids, G2 grids or, or Product Hunter and so on, where, where you can get an overview of the different CRM systems and how they uh, <clears throat> mark up against each other and, and customer reviews and so on. So how, how have you been able to differentiate yourself and how have you been able to, to drive your lead generation efforts in order to, to get things going? Yeah, well, in, in terms of differentiation, uh, we focus on making things easy and automated. Uh, like I said, a lot of it starts with uh, making the data input really, really easy. Um, then based on that, we help people to really like get automated reminders and all those kind of things. Uh, of when to follow up. They can automate emails as well, send automated email sequences. Uh, but we also make all of that really um, easy to set up and easy to use, easy to understand. Uh, we try also to give top-notch support. Uh, talking about G2, um, I think we're ranked fourth easiest to use CRM across about 650 now, I think, 650 mm. CRMs. Um, second best support, third most likely to generate results, and that actually the, the first when it comes to ease of implementation. So that's, to transition to the, the next part of your question is, uh, is quite important for us. Uh, a lot of people find us uh, either based on word of mouth, that's, that's uh, lead generation driver number one, um, secondly, people Googling, um, and that can be that you find us on a, on a review site. 
like if people do do research and they're looking really for the best fit for their business, uh, they often find us on review sites or on these kind of CRM listings or blog posts that people wrote, you know, this kind of stuff. Mm. And then the third driver for our lead generation is probably our content marketing, where we write content that is either very loosely related to our software or very directly related. Uh, obviously, the directly related uh, content is, is, is way more uh, powerful in terms of lead generation than the, the more loosely related, while the loosely related uh, content might get way more traffic. Um, and we focus a lot on that, um, creating content that stands out versus the other content you find when you Google the same thing, which isn't too difficult, I must say, nowadays, because most content is just copywriters reading what other copywriters wrote and then rehashing that and you know, a lot of superficial <laughs> content out there. Hmm. Uh, so putting in a little bit of effort already uh, makes a lot of difference. Um, and then fourth, there's some paid ads that we do, but very little. Um, as you can imagine, in a space with, let's say, 650 CRMs out there, and quite some of those are big as well. Mm. Um, there's a whole lot of money moving around, and some companies, um, some really direct competitors earn 10 times the amount that we earn per customer. So they have way more to spend on uh, the, the cost per acquisition, basically. Mm. Um, so it's very hard for us to compete on, on this kind of channels. Do you work as a sales, marketing or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? Then we are here for you. By creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry, we help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing, and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. And how, how is it to, to compete in a space that is so dominated by salesforce.com how you know they have really become the giant in the crm space over the last 10 15 years and you know i, I suppose there's a lot of uh, sub segments they are not covering so well obviously but uh, do you have to you know relate to them in some way or could you just run your own show and don't care what they do and so on it depends on the size of our uh, customer um, if they're small, they don't even consider Salesforce. If they're big, they have bad experiences with them. Mm. Um, so for the, for the larger ones, we definitely need to oppose ourselves to Salesforce. Um, most of them think about Salesforce when they make a decision. Um, and that's actually Salesforce grew out of a frustration, the personal one myself with, with using it. I, I use it in a previous job and mm. I actually deployed it at customers as well and, and never started really working for practical purpose. Very good for like reporting and, and building uh, workflows in big companies, you know, supporting all kinds of uh, complex things, uh, but not so much for practical sales work. Mm. Now, in the smaller companies, Salesforce isn't really a competitor. I mean, they try to do small companies, but they don't really succeed. 
Um, and we, we compete with uh, companies like HubSpot and Pipedrive rather than, than Salesforce there. Uh, there, it's, it's, it's a differentiation I, I, I mentioned earlier. It's just making the, keeping the system up to date way easier. They do have an email integration nowadays and they have a calendar integration and all that, but they're not built um, from the ground up to be that automated system. It's rather like a manual system that sinks some stuff in, if you know what I mean. Mm, yeah. Interesting. So uh, based on the experiences of these seven years, which have gone really well for Salesflare as a company, what's your top advice for, for SaaS entrepreneurs in order to find and drive their sales, basically? Uh, yeah, not as a CRM expert, but rather as an entrepreneur, what would you say they should focus on in order to, to get things going? <laughs> yeah, I think it very much depends on the, on the stage of the company. Yeah. Um, if you say get things going. Um, I in can... sales, uh, especially, I mean, uh, to, yeah. Yeah, to yeah. Get... well, my, my, my uh, advice mainly when, when people try to get things going, um, it's really to, uh, focus very much on guiding these first customers as well as possible through the process, uh, focusing very, very hard on uh, identifying the right people, um, understanding the, those people really deeply, providing them with the best possible onboarding, uh, detecting while you're doing that, um, what the different onboarding issues are and, and what you need to solve to make it better and more convincing and and to show value quicker. Um, and the only way to do that is to, to really be there, take them by the hand, learn from every single interaction. Um, that will pay off massively in the long run, um, as opposed to just, uh, let's say, throwing a, a, a trial online and, and seeing what happens. Then it becomes really, really hard to to drive sales, first of all, your your conversion rate from from website visitor to paid or from trial to paid will be really low. And secondly, you you won't really know why. <laughs> I mean, you can look at videos like Kajar videos of what people are doing and stuff, but you're not really there. And um, if if you're not there with people, it's also very hard to get them to give you feedback. Mm. Um, so, so really guiding them very closely is key. And I think the best software companies out there nowadays, you can even look at Superhuman. They sell subscriptions that I think is like 30 per user per month and usually one person, but still because they believe so much in finding that perfect onboarding and that perfect product market fit, they will onboard every single customer manually it maybe doesn't scale in the long run um but in the long run you'll just have this this perfect onboarding and sales process figured out because you've done it like this at the start mm. ah awesome advice is there for sauce entrepreneurs so interesting if you dive into the crm processes and sales things a lot of companies uh wrestle with and you know a lot of tech companies are, are really trying to optimize their sales process and, and marketing and lead general process, of course, as well. What do you see is the one number one mistake uh, your SaaS 
companies, uh, clients uh, typically do when you start working with them? Uh, I think it's on two levels. Um, let's say the number one mistake in lead generation is not um, not targeting um, enough, like narrowly enough. Um, and it's, let's say, still sort of difficult, but also easier than ever to properly target and to, to like, say, oh, we're going to only uh, focus on these people. Uh, there's so much data out there nowadays that you can just uh, make that happen. But it does require a whole lot of uh, sort of discipline and vision to, to be able to do that. And then when, it's, when you go from there, um, well, apart from uh, in, the, in the first context, sort of a, a lack of empathy is also a common mistake, like just blindly automating stuff, not really listening to the customers, uh, droning off a demo without uh, even understanding what it is they need, stuff like that, you know? Mm. Um, that's really, uh, uh, I, I, I cringe from it. Um, but from there, it's, um, it's having a system, it's, it's following up at the right times, uh, keeping track of what people want, uh, acting upon it. Um, it's really organizing yourself in a proper way. And that does take uh, building out some processes, uh, putting software in there, but it's not, it's not extremely difficult. It's just a matter of uh, figuring out like, okay, how would the perfect buying process look? And then, and then making that as simple as possible for the customer and for yourself as well. Mm, yeah, that's great. Great tips and uh, interesting things to dwell on there. So uh, what is the, the, when you start engaging with, with, clients who are you know wanting to optimize their sales process and obviously hire you and the software you're built in order to to get help in that area where do you start where, where do you see the most low-hanging fruits is it in the sales uh, team where you can train them on using the process or is it somewhere else or where do you typically start in an implementation to implement the crm yeah, and get the CRM process optimized and, and as efficient as possible. Yeah, well, I, I think first of all, well, you, you sort of nailed it in the question. It starts from the process. A lot of people just figure they need a CRM and then type CRM into Google and then just get whatever pops up and then, you know, you get the, and they, they, they get something that, that doesn't really help them. You think from the process, very simply, like what are we trying to do? Mm. And then from there, there's lots of different CRM options, uh, but you can narrow it down significantly by just doing that. Mm. So what is it we're trying to solve? Um, then you think like, okay, in, in that process, what sort of system would fit? You look for that system. Then the next mistake uh, people make is getting something that might theoretically um, solve it, but the salespeople don't want to use it. So... Mm. Uh, my advice is there, just involve the sales team in the decision, have them actually use the system before you buy it. Um, you will get one, you, you will know that they they sort of, they, they can use it. Uh, you'll get buy-in from the sales team, which is essential. 
if you don't get these things, you know, you can implement something, pay money for it, but afterwards the, 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 the whole system you've created will fall apart because it's not, it's not used. Like it's uh, <laughs> this kind of theoretical thing you came up with. Mm-hmm. Then um, next step is that people get the system. That, that's important, but it needs to go beyond that. Because again, uh, you're trying to build a system and a process. Um, if you have a team and you just give them software and they start working with it, the one person might use it this way, the other person will use it that way, the consistency will quickly get lost and on a team level, the collaboration will become harder. So the only thing it takes is just to sit together and say, okay, how are we going to deal with this? Uh, How does the process look? Uh, How are we going to fill out this field, for instance? You make a simple guide or playbook or whatever you want to call uh, call it um, and then you you write that out google doc or something you share it with the team everybody reads it everybody uh, keeps at it and that's the best way to to turn your 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 sales process and practice into a machine basically and you keep at this obviously that's the next step but uh, <laughs> and you keep refining it and you um, what we do, for instance, as a company is we, we set forward uh, a series of habits, like for instance, in our support approach, uh, we want to do a, a number of support approach improvements this year. And this is just for to instill in our team, the sort of uh, continuous improvement. So it's not just good enough to set up a process and then, and then let it go. Um, it's good to continuously keep searching for improvements in that process as well. Mm, yeah so interesting and so true well jerome uh you have so much interesting things to talk about that i know you're a busy guy you have new meetings coming up here so we'll need to wind down but people who want to check out you and your company uh who are listening to this podcast and want to know more where can we send them jerome um if you want to know more about salesflare you can get on uh, salesflare.com that's um flare is f-l-a-r-e you can read about the software. We have a blog with all kinds of articles, like I said. Uh, you can also check check out the software. I don't. I think we currently have an experiment running that you don't even have to um, sign up. You can just click try it for free. It will get you in the software. You see a walkthrough, and at the end, uh, you connect your emails, and then you have a trial of like seven to thirty days. We, we gamified the thing. If you set it up further, you get more days. Just to encourage people to have a proper setup. Um, and if you want to get in touch with me, um, you can do that on LinkedIn. Um, if you include a personal message, uh, I will be able to distinguish you from all the spam I get every day. And I will certainly connect with you and we can have a chat. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jerome. I have learned a lot uh, around uh, CRM and uh, SaaS uh, entrepreneurship. So thank you so much for your time and uh, wish you all the best with Salesflare. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.